welcome to another episode of Deal Talk. I'm Deal. Next talk. Uh, I got multiple guests today. Uh, they're all talented in their own way. Um, ladies and gentlemen, good one. Welcome to Nick Espinosa, Steve Asadli, and the great. Whoa. Welcome to the show. What up? What up? What up? What's going on? Wow, I feel honored. <laughs> I got all you guys here today. Hey, right, gentlemen, so today's topic is men, mental health. Uh, it's not an easy topic. You know how we guys uh, refuse to talk about our feelings. But I think uh, before men here that we can make some sense uh, of all this, right? That is right. That is I right. So. I think so. So, like, you know, I, uh, in the transition of the weeks passing before I... I made this this happen. Uh, I've just been looking at some informations um, regarding men mental health and speaking to some people. Like, um, if you follow me on, on uh, Deal Talk underscore on Instagram, I posted a video where uh, it's a TikTok video, right? And where a woman says something about a man's feelings and whatnot, and then it shows a a, a fast clip of a man speaking, talking about that. If you see us, you know, down and not talking and whatnot, uh, fuck. I can't remember the exact words, but it's basically, um, the gentleman, uh, he says in the video, he, he submitted himself into a clinic because he wants to commit suicide. Um, he, he explained that, uh, as a man, they stay, we stay quiet. We don't talk about anything. Uh, and then we, when we do try to talk about feelings, especially if we have a significant other, uh, they tend not to take our emotions <laughs> serious. Um, have any, have any of you guys uh, had to go through that? Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> All right. So um, first, foremost, actually, I want to announce. I did my first therapy session last Saturday. Woo! Man, congrats. So, congrats. Big congrats. And um, it was dope because my therapist, she's a woman, and uh, she thought I would have an issue talking to her because she's, she was a woman, and I broke it down to her, and I was like, I said, honestly, I would actually prefer to talk to you. And she's like, why? I said, because us as men, we really can't sometimes get to express everything we want to say to the women in general, you know, because sometimes we're looked at, you know, if we try to express too much or if we have too much of a sensitive side, you're just a pussy. (laughs) And like, that's how they they look at it as. So my first session with my therapist was great. I enjoyed it. Now to answer the question. um, Yes. I experienced it in a previous relationship before. Um, my former significant other, I'll say that because I don't want to put her on blast, whatever the case may be. But um, we used to deal with each other, and it was things that that in that video, I watched that video, and it had me cracking up because it was so true. It was things that I sat there and told my former significant other about, like, I would never tell nobody else things like that. And, boy, I tell you, that first argument, mm. Oh, <laughs> was, I was like, motherfucker, no, you, what? <laughs> so I told you in confidence and you going to say this shit to me? <laughs> like, and, and it, it all just 
it just got thrown back in my face. And I'm talking about like, you know, certain secrets that you wouldn't say, like, all right, for example, I'll say this because I don't have no issue saying this. My father owned it and he got clean and he's been successful ever since. But my father, he had a drug issue before. And so I really never associated with him. And, you know, I told her about that. The reason why I didn't this, that, and third. Next thing you know, we had a family event. And I guess she, she may have had a little too much to drink. And she just blurted out talking about my dad and his drug addiction and shit. And I'm looking at her. I said, I told you that in confidence. That was between me and you. You know what I mean? And her sister even looked at her like, yo, like, son, like, he about to slap the shit out you. Not saying that I would, yeah. but that's how angry I look. I'm looking at I'm like, damn, I said, I said, can I tell you anything? I said, then I started thinking about the other things that, you know, I told her because we're in a relationship and We've been in a relationship for more than a year. So, you know, I got comfortable enough to be able to tell her certain things. And then, like, nearly everything I told her in all our arguments got thrown right back in my face. And uh, for me, it it personally made me shut down a lot. And, like, I'm not going to lie. With women I deal with, I really don't tell them shit no more. I just, you know, just play it cool, lay back. I'm not going to say she herself made it ultimately worse for me because I did experience that with other people too. And then overall, like just when women do that, I'm just like, yeah, you know, what? I'm not even going to take the chance. Like, you know what? Hey, she may not throw that shit back in my face if I tell her something that's really bothering me or whatever the case may be. So definitely experienced it. It sucks. It sucks bad, real bad. Um, I definitely, I, I, I've been victim uh, of what you're saying and inclusive in the video I posted, um, they, you know, you, you, you know, and not just with women, but in general with friends or, you know, so-called friends, right. You, you tell them something confident mm-hmm. and they go and open their mouth. Like, it, like it was never uh, confident. Right. Or if you're in a relationship, they'll, you know, in an argument, you know, they'll throw it right there in your face. And you and you're stuck. You're stuck like in stupid. Like, what has? What does that have to do with our argument? You know, it's two different mm-hmm. things. Um, like you jump around, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Jump around. Like mm-hmm. I grew up in, <clears throat> I grew up in a bar. My grandparents, you know, I, I think I've said this numerous of time, right? I grew up in a bar, and you know, there was no such thing of talking about feelings or nothing like that 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 word feelings like it was it didn't exist like you know people will go to the bar and the way they they were handled the way they felt was you know uh one drink after another but then when when they got totally wasted they would start breaking down and cry you know talk about either the kids their you know uh their upbringings or their wife or whatnot and as soon as you tried to talk about your feelings, they looked at you like you're not a man, right? You're, you're not, you're, you, you know, you, you don't grow a beard. You don't cut wood and go hunting, right? So they quickly uh, almost like discriminate you for trying mm-hmm. to actually be real and talk about how you're feeling. Uh, other than me, how you guys experienced something like that? Mike? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I mean, I think 
it's crazy that you say that because this is it's been on my mind. Um, whether I mean it's past relationship, future, whatever, it's crazy how we give women, uh, I guess the uh, this is nothing offensive to women or anything, but we give them women the right to express their feelings just because they're having a period. Oh, I'm emotional this month, that one time in a month because my period. So I can throw a tantrum, be sad. I can cry just for no reason. I can feel this way for no. But what about men? We have 12 months where we don't have a period, but we can't feel anything. We can't, we can't, you know, and I feel like, I just want to thank y'all for, you know, having me on here because normalizing this is really going to help. And I hope, you know, anybody watching this, it's going to help because this is something serious that we really need to normalize as men. It's okay to have feelings. It's okay to talk it out, you know, whether that's with the bros or whether that's with the girls or anything. Uh, But back to your statement, I mean, definitely been in a situation where it's, you know, oh, I'm talking to this guy or this group, or if I bring, if I brought up my emotions or anything like that, oh, all of a sudden, I'm less of a man mm-hmm. because I brought up my feelings mm-hmm. or something like that. And I think that's crazy that we live in a society that it's like that. But if a woman brings up her emotions or anything like that, it's completely fine. She's supposed to. But as men, we're supposed to shut down and shut up. I don't yeah, think that's right. It's, it's, I, I find it like, like, don't get me wrong, right? You look out through you look through history, we have a fucked up track record. We Absolutely. Track. <laughs> yes. We have a fucked up we track do. record for um relationship to one another as men. It's you know, just look at history, right? It's no lie. But imagine or let me try to do the best to paint you a picture. Like, imagine if we could be able to talk about how we feel. You know, do the best to come up with these words that can actually describe what we feel inside. How many of those things we could have been prevented, right? How many of those things Agreed. we we uh, we could have stopped, right? Like, there's there's men that. I have a, I had a, uh, I'm not going to say his name, but I have a, I had a, a, a young friend uh, at a very young age. He was like 10 or nine. His, his father murdered his mother. Right. And because he was jealous, but you know, and, and that's something that I've, I've always uh, like thought about. Like if, if he had the right words, if we had the right understanding of these feelings we get inside that we go through a better understanding a comprehension, maybe he wouldn't have committed that horrific act and able to walk away. Maybe because he couldn't and he didn't know what's, you know, what's bubbling inside. He chose to be this, this, uh, he chose machismo, right? Because that's a that's a word that a lot of females and you know, et cetera, et cetera, likes to bring up, would have uh prevented it. So he chose that route and lost somebody he loved, lost his kids, and became somebody that nobody wants to relate to in society. Right? 
That's crazy. I I get it though. I I definitely get it. It's just uh, that's just mind blowing. Like, and it and it definitely can take you there. Uh, because in general, that's like you could take bullying for example. And uh, this is something I talked to my uh, my therapist about. And I broke it down to him. I said, well, you know, this like, for example, bullies. Don't want no, no one likes to get picked on. But when you continue to pick on a bully, they what? They're building up. They're holding it back. The fear becomes anger and then emerges with fear at the same time to the point where you explode. And I tell people all the time, I said, in a bully's mind, if no one's helping them, stopping them from getting bullied, logical sense is if you want to stop the bully, you got to make it disappear, right? So how do you make it disappear? Okay, most like all the bullies that came out, you've seen on the news, you've seen the stuff they did and everything that from continuously being picked on and all that, their mental getting messed up. To get rid of them, you got to kill them. I hate to say it like that, but that's just the truth because if you kill something, it can't come back and hurt you no more. Mm-hmm. So, like, that mental buildup, it takes a lot of shit to get you there, but that mental buildup that you have and not having the escape to be able to talk about things or, or express what's going on or getting the help you need and this, that, and a third, it leads to a lot of things. Just like what you said, Bill, like that was very horrific. Hey, that dude probably has so much suppressed depression and, and negative vibes and energy towards his his uh ex, I'm assuming ex-wife. That was an ex-wife, right? Or was uh, they whatever? They, they were actually together. Okay, yeah. So all that negative built up and he was just like, fuck, you know what? I'm done with this shit. She got to go. What's crazy. You know Here's mean? a fun and fact. I don't, mean, I don't mean to interrupt you, yeah. right? But a fun fact. Mm-hmm. And this is even fucked up more that uh, there were kids living right next to where that, that guy lived, right? Kids, mm-hmm. a family of kids. Years later, I went back like two years ago to Puerto Rico, three. The, one of the kids that grew up next to that place committed the same act. He was 25. Mm-mm. Wow. Mm-mm. Right? Like, I, like, that's fact. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. You know? And listen, I want a lot of the reenactment TV shows that I do, I want y'all to li- really sit down and watch those and listen to what these people did. If you, a lot of the males on it, if you listen to what they did mentally, it was a lot of mental. And I want to say this, and this can, will continue on this conversation. I personally feel like mental health is a bigger issue than sometimes physical health. Because physically, I can be the fittest person in the world. I can be the world's strongest man, world's uh, triathlon, uh, 100-meter runner. But if I'm not there mentally, I could be on suicide tomorrow. I could kill myself tomorrow. You see what I'm saying? Yes. yes so I yes. feel like, hey, you can be. Physical. 100%. I agree with you. Yeah, that's crazy. You that's true. Just, you got anything to say, Steve? I think uh, <clears throat> mentally, 
us as men, like, I'm not speaking for myself, but as for others as well, you know, we guys, we tend to hold that, uh, hold a lot of our feelings back. We do. Then it gets to a point where, you know, it gets bunched up and then explodes. You know, you start saying stuff. There, there's actually, of, I can't remember the exact name, but there's, there's a, a exact name for that type of anger. Like I've, throughout the years, I've had to go, well, I've only got an anger management because I was in a, a, a fucked up relationship, right? Uh, but um, like I've learned, like I have anger issues. Like I like it's a tough environment, you know. Like like Nick said, bullying. I grew up with a lot of bullying, you know. I end up fucking them up, you know. But then I got so fucked up that I became the bully. It like I, I, I it, it and it does. You become the the exact thing you hated, right? And that's when you fucks you up even more. It's because you're scarred. Yeah. So, just... so uh, growing up in that environment, just you know, sometimes uh, I, I didn't grow up in a, in a in a place that gave me a positive reinforcement, right? Like uh, I was different from other kids. Uh, you know, growing up, I, I would grow up with my two co- other cousins, and and one of them, which I love, they were praising him that he's always going to be a baseball player. That he's he's going to buy my aunt a Corvette, he's going to buy his aunt a a, a a mansion, and all this shit. And and his brother was going to do other good things, but when it came to me, I was told I can't even read a fucking book. You know, it, it was every other day, uh, me walking through the walls. Like, I have a saying that uh, walls can listen. You know, in Spanish, la pared escuchan. Meaning, like, sometimes you, I would just walk, to say, to my room or to the kitchen or to the bathroom. And the people that I, that I lived with, you know, me being a child, right? They were just picking me apart. Picking me apart little by little. You know, I had no dad. I had no mom. I had no siblings. I had nobody there to to help defend me. And sometimes, you know, I, I was treated poorly. So I had that going on. And then, you know, they didn't understand the drastic measures of the street. Right. Uh, going to school, just me having a different vibe was different. Right. And, you know, I remember one time I was in science class, I was in eighth grade and there was this guy named Victor. He was always picking on me. And I, I like, it's like over there, like you have uh, like, like kindergarten to sixth grade. I'd already, I, I already had a reputation, right. Of fighting. But then when you graduate sixth grade, you go to seventh and ninth. So right now you're in like uh, a whole nother place, a whole different school. Nobody knew me, right? From what I known, uh, I was treated or was known as a problem child. So I was like, this is my chance to refresh, re, you know, rebrand myself, right? But then, you know, mm-hmm. the first week, second week, third week, I had this guy always talking shit. I remember in, in science class, I just, uh, I used to have a lot of curly hair. Long curly hair, right? You know, you shake them. And he pulled my hair 
and like automatically, I just bah, right, you know, right here in the mouth, broke his nose, he fell on the floor, and that explode that 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 feeling of all those years being treated like shit just exploded on top of this dude, and it just went on him, went on him, went on him, went on him. Uh, you know, I got up, he was knocked the fuck on the floor, his nose broken. I just got up and left. Uh, after that, they, they were looking for me to stab me. Right. So, you know, I just stood in front of the, the, the principal's office, stood there until, you know, clock out. And I was gone. That's crazy. But, you know, I had nobody, nobody to talk to. My friends, I love them. But they were barrio friends. They never had my back. I had their back. And not to be offensive, but they were kind of hillbillies. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to go to school. Um, the crazy part, they were really smart. They were really good at, mar- at math. But they didn't want, they, they all, all they, all they wanted to do is go to the farm and, and mess with the pigs and the horses and all this shit. They didn't see nothing more than that. So I had nobody. So that right there, that fight will liberate. But then again, now shit continues to happen. You know, as a child, get treated poorly picked on and continuing boom 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 until the next issue occurred and the net issue occurred you know and nobody would sit down and talk to me you know my aunt the most my aunt was like my aunt uh she she's a she's a woman she's a lesbian uh who taught me how to fight like box right she told me how to whoop ass so proud of that and she was like did you fuck him up Yes, good. Don't do it again. That was the most conversation we had. I moved on. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> like, did you fuck up? Yeah. yeah. All right. Don't do it. Again. <laughs> and That's then, right shit. Uh, I had. I came one day. Uh, uh, this kid just like I was walking, and he like all of a sudden, I, I like somebody just pulled my. My, my backpack and I just get punched in the eye and my shit was swollen and I, and uh, I got home one day she looked at me how the fuck did this happen she said like well I was just fucking walking I said you know I feel somebody talking on my boot bag and I didn't see it was a big thing because they, everybody used to do that in school right they said you know I'm, I'm getting a fucking punch in my eye it's like you're gonna go get them I don't care if they're going from school I don't care where you see him, but you're gonna go get him. Don't don't you better not come back here tomorrow. Uh even more fucked up that you already are. Go ahead and get him. And that is that's exactly what I did. I went and got him. But you see, you see the problem? The the the, the circle of violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Re- retaliation. I could agree. Um, I'm personally, I'll be honest, I'm not proud of some of the things I've done in my lifetime, negatively wise. I have done some things, I'm like, damn, I, I shouldn't have did that. But, you know, me being younger, certain things, I just I didn't give a fuck. You know, I, I'm not a fighter. I'm really not. Well, you have hearts on your shirt, so you're obviously a lover. 
Love all day. That's not. I'm a lover boy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm not really a fighter until I'm actually in the fight. Then I'm love. You know, that's how. Yeah, you know, I try to avoid drama, avoid fights, because I know me, and I'll be honest with you. Like, if you hit me one time, my whole goal is to let you out. Be- dog shit out of you yeah. you know i you know i'm not gonna lie i can't hold that back uh as part of the reasons why i do go to therapy because you know i channel that and you know i always work on just avoiding things it takes a lot to piss me off but once i'm pissed off i'm just like take takes me a lot just to cool down when it comes to certain things especially if it's if it's just you know what i mean and um, overall, like, feel my, my similar childhood, like with me, I had to fight my older brother all the time. And when I tell you this, look, my brother, like, I'm not going to say his name, but his name wrecked hell in the area I grew up in and everything. Like, people know who he was, point blank, plain and simple. And I had to fight this dude nearly every time we got in an argument. That's how I learned how to fight. I mean, I think I only beat him one time, and he whooped my ass about 200 times. <laughs> yeah, only but, uh, once. <laughs> yeah I, I, look, I, look, I'll be honest with you. I, ne- I, I never let him forget that. I'll be like, you still know that one time I got you, right? He'd be like, man, you got lucky on that one and this third. <laughs> But yeah. he's like, you got luck. I'm like, no, nah, I'm gonna hold that to you. I said, look, I ain't gonna lie, I lost a fight or two. Um, but overall, like I said, if if I had like how you say um a better way to express things when it comes to certain things, yeah, I think some of the bad things I done, I wouldn't have done. And so all right, I'm gonna be honest with you because I can say this. Look, I robbed the person before. You right? robbed what? You, you broke Not much. Robbed okay. the person. Said I, yeah, I robbed the person <clears throat> before, and um, even though for me at the time it was more vengeful because they robbed my little brother, so we went back, beat the shit out, and robbed them and everything. And you know, depending on where you grew up at certain um how it is that's just what it was because you is if you did, didn't do anything you sweet you're a nut and all this other stuff and things like that so <clears throat> me personally um i felt wrong as shit doing that and that that was my for me my first time realizing i said damn yo i said even though i believe i'm right and getting this person back, I still felt wrong. I just like morally, I just felt wrong. And like for me personally, that was like a mental waking up point for me. And that's how I started realizing, and you know, all this anger and and, and uh, violent reactions and shit is it's not really worth it. And not many mm-hmm. people could realize certain things in a mind at a young age when you see. It depends on the area you in, what you used to see and everything, things like that. So, like, for me, when I realized that, that's when I started to change a little bit. And I was like, okay. Yeah, you got to go through some shit. You got to go sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I'm not proud of 
some of the things I've done. And um, does everybody think I'm just saying, like, I'm so nice? I'm like, yes, I am. But before it's like, I became this, it's like, I um, some shit. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's uh, like, uh, Michael Mattis, right? He he just came out with an episode on the 700 Club about this this gentleman who who was just chilling, right? He was just chilling. Uh, mm-hmm. He saw you know opportunity for some honeys, you know nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he 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 was borrowing his sister's car, and you know the girls pulled up to him. Was like, yo, slide through. So he slide through, you know, he thought he was going to get some. And then next thing you know, the guy got fucked up, got robbed, got put in the trunk. And the rest is history. Can you, can you uh, tell us a little bit more about that, Mike? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this really happened to the guy. Um, I mean, I feel like, unfortunately, this happens way too much, um, you know, Nowadays, back in the day, whenever, you know. Uh, but, yeah, it was a situation where, he, you know, the girls, it was a setup. It was a setup from the girls from the get-go. They knew what they were doing. They wanted to get him back over to their house. Um, they got him back over, and they set him up. As soon as he walked in, he had a gun to the back of his head. They robbed him, made fun of him. Um, but at the, he did live. Um, and the reason why it's on the 700 club, because the gentleman was praying in the back of the trunk, in the back of the trunk, um, you know, praying to God and everything like that, um, lived miraculously and everything. Um, but the reason why I think that's so important, especially on a topic like this is trauma. Everybody Mm -hmm. has trauma. Everybody has trauma. So everybody has something in their childhood or growing up, uh, that has traumatized them or makes them look at another situations differently, whether that's race, whether that's uh, what type of area they're in um, and whatnot. So let me get y'all's feedback on trauma. Shit. Trauma. I gotta, I gotta fucking, I gotta, I gotta, (laughs) I got a whole site of, uh, of storage. <laughs> but like, not even this. Let's take a little uh, a step back. What mm-hmm. is trauma, right? Because we, mm-hmm. we, you know, as men, we live, you know, like if you're like, if, and I'm not saying everybody's like me, but if you're like me, like um, I do not look back. I don't mm-hmm. look back at shit. I don't. You know, one thing that when I came, you know, started living over here, one thing, uh, something that I learned is like men over here love to go back to the exes or some shit like that or mm. talk to them, fuck with them. And I'm not that person. With that, when it, I, I do not look back and, you know, I just keep my head down and keep moving forward, keep moving forward, keep moving forward. And sometimes I've gone through some shit that, I still, I'm, I'm still like, my wounds are still not healed, right? I, 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 am so focused looking for progress that I, I, I've yet have to um, grieve for them. 
So, you know, and so I, you know, I'm moving forward and I jump for this relationship, this relationship. I'm carrying that fucking useless that way baggage. And it's because I do not know what trauma is. In order for me to know what that is, I got to sit back and talk, talk about that shit. I've been mad for six years, right? And I had a conversation a week ago with this gentleman, Nick Espinosa. He was telling me he was looking for, for, you know, for a therapist, some help for a situation he had. And that shit, like, hit me right here in the heart because I have never heard another male, right? A man like him, like me, say, I need to get help. Will leave me thinking, damn, I want the same thing for myself. Right. And I went through some shit this past this weekend that, you know, I, I, I broke down. And <laughs> if I would have been recorded, I, I sounded like a soundboard. <laughs> and I, and I, and I, you know, for six years, I, I, I for six years, I finally sat down and, and tried to explain what I've been feeling for the last six years, but then go even further. And, you know, trying to explain to you, you know, I have so much feelings in here, right? And I don't know how to get them out. I don't know how to, you know, I am not a sad person. All my life, I've been trying to survive. So the only emotion I really know about, and I'm really aware, right? It's anger. Because that anger has, has stopped me for opportunities. Even stopped me, you know, ignorant, stupid arguments I've had with my significant other. It stopped me for so many things because I've never known how to dealt with them. And it goes back to trauma. Right? So, the first thing is educating ourselves. What is trauma? Since once we know what trauma is, then it's going to help them identify. Right? What is, mm-hmm. what, what is, what is wrong with me? That's enabling me to become the person I need to become. So going back to to uh, uh, Michael Mattis, Mattis tour right now. Go check it out. Um, question: What do we think about trauma? What is trauma? Right? Man, I mean. Some deep shit I just dropped, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you just dropped a bomb on my head. Mike, you, you put the water bottle back on me. Like, what is trying? Yeah, yeah. Like, my boy here, right? My boy here doesn't talk, but he listens, right? Steven Nasali, you know. Steven Ansaldi grew up in a diff- in a difficult environment that nobody nobody know nobody knew how to understand that man right there. They yeah. judged him, they criticized him, fucking you know they metieron fuerte. And I was you just know, a knucklehead as a kid, <laughs> you know, as a kid, and uh, I guess uh, to this day, I mean. <sighs> Hold on, give me a second. <laughs> you just got <laughs> me for a minute. Hold on. I've gone through a lot in life, and um, I've experienced a lot in life. But it's, I mean, to me, it feels natural, and it's not natural. 
but it's because, you know, I've nobody's really understood how I was. And it's not that I was a bad kid. I was just a, um, come on, say, say, how you say? Uh, it was a hyper motherfucker. You I wanted, was. You wanted to run, jump, <laughs> swim yeah. if you let him. <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, I was, I was just, I was wild. I was wild. And I mean, the older I grew up, the shit that I has gotten worse and worse and worse. And then they finally got to an age where I was like, okay, now I'm calm. Which is now I'm I'm in my late my late thirties. Why the fuck now? <laughs> I can't explain my trauma because to me it feels natural. I just don't know how to explain it. Maybe I need help. Maybe I need help. I'm I'll be the first one to admit. I need help. I need to go get it. But um, I just—I've seen a lot of shit. I've gone through a lot of shit. I just don't know how to explain myself. You know, no? Stephen, you—you—you you, you did a—you uh, mentioned a, a a good point a point there that like for you was normal, right? It's normal. Mm-hmm. And you know, the most normal thing is that we know in society is fucking white people. That's why people want, I want to make that white money, people money. That's that good money, you know? Yeah. Or we, we choose, we critic, they're fucked up as us, but we choose them as standards because they're a little bit more organized and know how to act in the street. And the house is just a mess like us, but it, it, it you know, perspective, right? Like, you know, every Thursday, growing up, every Thursday, like the end of the month, the DEA used to go uh, my in the uh, where my my grandparents had the store in the back. There was a house. It's like a trap house, right? So every Thursday, last of the month, that the DEA would show up, M60s all masked, and whoever was walking on that side of the uh, sidewalk, you'll be pushed in. They'll they'll, they'll take you. Raid. You gotta go, go and place this place, uh, this town called Mayagüez, to take you out, and hopefully they don't find anything. And they could just let you go, right? For me, that was normal, right? As time as time progressed, uh, these people that were like highly influenced in the streets, they started becoming down and becoming drug addicts. So the new norm for me was they would try to now uh, rob every other night the store where my grandparents owned. So they robbed everything. And we find ourselves losing money starting from scratch. Um, Another norm was like every other day, um, it was this fat, this fat bitch. He's a fucking bitch. I hate that. He's a man, but... He's gay. He's a woman. He he he, uh, he would go by Joanna. He was a fat bitch who who put on a wig, right? And and that's that's not the why you know he anybody could be that's not the problem. What I'm about to explain to you is the problem. That call mm-hmm. him a bitch, right? So every night uh, I will come. Sometimes I would take the long way from the basketball court, right? And there's this thing called poneras over there. That's where you wait to for the bus, right? Um, so every other night I would come home. I was walking, you know. I was always take down a long way because I had to pass through front of the stores, and I and I was I would watch the these these uh, at one point kingpins, right? 
that became drug addicts, fucking the shit out of this faggot. This, 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 I apologize, not faggot. This feminine man, right? Fucking the shit out of him. He would buy him drugs. He would buy him whatever he wanted for as long as they fucked the shit out of him. That became the norm. Because they did it, they, they didn't care who was there or who was passing by, or there were kids and not kids that would do it right there in the public, right there where you were, you, you waited for the bus, and in the morning you'll find all the, the bags and the needles that would shoot up and all that shit, right? So that became the norm. How do I know? How do I know if that's a tra- traumatic inspire and a, a traumatic environment? If I don't know, that's normal, right? Yeah. But this is at least for me, this is what I realized. Uh, there wasn't normal because I had two friends who were poor as fuck. Right. And their mother introduced them to that guy. And that guy basically told them, you want to eat? You want to have clothes? You want to, you, you, you want to, you want to have a, a nice place to sleep? You fucked me and I give you whatever you want. And there was these two kids that didn't know anything about that. And, and their mother was the one who introduced them to this guy. And they're two kids, you know, two men, right? Uh, that they don't never talk about their feelings, right? The hillbillies never talk about. And one day I just found them just crying in front of the store. That was one rare night that Nothing was happening, and they were sitting in front of the store, and you know they're both they're they're both were hugging one another, and was just crying. And you know I was like, "Yo, qué pasa, cabrón? You know what's going on? What's wrong? I've never seen them like that. There's two because there's two kids that never gave a fuck, and they they you know I feel grateful. You know I'm not gonna mention a name. I don't feel like I betray them, but I, this story needs to get out and. They they trust me because they said I was quiet like the tomb, like a tomb, and don't say shit. And they cried to me the shit that happened. At that moment, I realized that that's not normal. You don't go through that shit. Your parents have never put you in that predicament. Right? Mm-hmm. So how how do you how do how do you know? So let's go back. What is trauma, and how do you know that you're in an environment that's giving you trauma? Listen, going back on that question, I honestly think that trauma is an event that affects your way, mindset, or physically or mentally. For a period of time. That could be a short period of time. That could be a lifetime. Honestly, that's what I think because it's crazy. It is absolutely mind blowing the stuff that y'all, just right here, that on, just you three gentlemen right here, have gone through. I personally am blown away by this because I lived, shout out to my mom, I lived a very sheltered life. Very, very sheltered life i couldn't imagine half the shit that y'all went through excuse my language Mm -hmm. i was i I grew up middle class 
got I me mean, every Christmas. I got what I want. I mean, just I couldn't fucking imagine what y'all went through. So trauma, if you ask me, I think trauma is something that affects you for a long period of time. Not and it could be short, but it affects you where it brings so much negativity into your life <clears throat> or in that position or time frame. Yeah, and you and you don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I could, I could honestly remember my first ass whooping in the streets <laughs> by a kid. My first, I got jumped. My very first fight, I got jumped. I was a kid. I went to karate, mm-hmm. took fucking taekwondo. <laughs> I thought I was fucking karate kid. You thought you were messing around? Like I said, I yeah. <laughs> I, I was, I was in Hoboken, Hoboken, off of Madison. Madison Ave, is it? Somewhere back there. And I remember I, w- I would always play because I would go to my grandmother's house. And then my cousin, uh, she would live upstairs on the third floor. And I, I would go to stay at my grandmother's house. And I would play with the kid next door. I'll never forget his name. I mean, I don't remember his real name, but we used to call him Junito. And we would go outside. And one day we were outside playing. These two older kids come by. They must have been, I don't know, like 12, 13 years old. I was like seven, eight. And they were messing with him. I said, don't mess with him. And the moment I said that, I threw my hands up. I thought I was Karate Kid. Pop, pop. I got hit right in the mouth. I was on the ground. I got stumped on. I took the ass whooping for the kid. And I went home to my cousin on the third floor. And I was telling her, hey. I just got my ass whooped. Like, like I'm crying. I'm a little kid. I'm still a kid. And it's like, wow, what were you trying to do? I was trying to protect the kid. But that day, I could never let that day go. Like, I could remember that day. And from that day, I started building more emotions. Now, now I was angry. angry. And every time I got into a fight, I would relapse to get my ass and that caused me to make sure that I wasn't going to get my ass with this time. You know, but it's just, I don't know. It's traumatizing, man. It was traumatizing. So, yeah, man, I, I, I had a event. I want to say it was like one, two years. I want to say like a year, maybe so uh, here at home <laughs> where uh, I'm not going to say who, but I got my ass whooped. And I, I don't know how to feel about it because the person was so tall. He just need me to my face. He just need me in my face. So I didn't I didn't know how I felt about it. You know, like wow. I didn't know how to feel about it because usually every time I fight we fist fight, you know? But that because he was so tall, you know. Uh yeah, man, he's got knee to the face. <laughs> <laughs> but that that event uh it did something to me it went back to um that moment i i i explained brief for my aunt you better go get him yeah you know and and you know a year some maybe to have him back in my head like i i became so obsessed like he's a habitual creature I know he's at 24-7. Habits of creature. He has bad habits. I guess 
like a, I, I, he's a, a pin and, and a heat and a haystack and I can still pin him out, you know, and it started driving me crazy. Like I, one day I, he was like a block away. I found it. I was going to fuck around with my car. You wanted that revenge, you know, uh, one day I was walking, I had my, my paramedic knife. And I just, it was so easy for me because it's fucked up, but I'm so gangster. I surprised myself, right? <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I and I and I and I I thought about it. I, I have so much to lose. I got I got I have this amazing wife. I have I have my son, and it's, it wasn't satisfying me, bro. That urge, I, I I needed that. I needed that. He took something away from me, and I I needed it back. Because he was a person I loved. You know, that day I lost, I lost a lot. I thought he was my friend. I thought he was my brother. He had a, he had a son just like me. I thought we, I had this connection. But to him, it was shit. I, I, all I knew, I needed that back. I needed that. And every time I, I you know, I, one time I called my wife. So why the fuck are you calling this number? <laughs> why, why are you telling me this? <laughs> if you do some shit, you need to ditch the car and like, and I just been, it's in, you know, it, it's, it's the demons that I've, I've it been instilled in me that I'm, I'm trying to fight every day, you know? And that's why I started going to jujitsu. It started that craving started to go down, go down because I, you know, I was rolling with these fucking blue belts and higher level ranks that, that would that, that would like you know submit me, and I needed that submitment right, because I needed to know if I'm gonna go out. You know, I'm like an action movie stuff in the '90s. I'm gonna give it all, and I was at peace with myself. You going know, out I, when you shoot. Yeah, and you know, and mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes I still struggle with that because I didn't give it all. All I know is it was this fucking uh, burnt ass palm tree that kicked me fucking three times in the face. And ran. And while he was running, he was saying he was gonna get his dad, uh, his dad after me, and he's gonna he's gonna stab me uh, with a knife. Right. And I still have that in me, and I fight that every day. And I ask him, "Is this worth it? Is this worth it?" And, and it's I've been installed. In a certain lifestyle, right? You know, you knock on this door, you're going to get something. And that's what I'm trying to stop. You know, that's what that's what led me to uh, creating this path platform and where I can try to bring hope. Right. Because of these traumas, these these identifying what affected me to take these these decisions and you know able to control and understand these emotions so i gotta be a better friend to like you guys so i gotta be a better father so that's when my my wife you know has her days i i can understand her better and i feel like i'm just you know as he goes he's bitching at me again no because that's not the way so you know mental health goes deep it's so important because once you have an understanding, you can help yourself and you become that fucking person you need to be. 
that future Oscar winner with Mike Mattis, you know, fucking future actor with, with Nick Espinosa, that fucking first place in Tampa with Aquanomics. And I'm always telling my wife, yo, you're your own worst enemy until that day I broke down and she told me, no, you're your own worst enemy. You're holding yourself back. I'm like, fuck. She's right. She's fucking right. That, that's <laughs> literally. That is, that is the truth. We we are our own worst enemy. And um, it took me a while to realize that with myself being my own worst enemy. And I'd be like, damn. Like, cause I'm not gonna lie. One of my fears is not being successful, not mm, not peace, being baby. able to. Do this. I always had that that doubt in me, and I'd be like, "Damn, Nick, you 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 like." I'd be telling myself, and I yell at myself, I'm like, "No, you gotta push yourself through, cause no one else is gonna push you." There. Like, don't get me wrong; it's great to have support from many people, but if you can't support yourself, you're not going. Well, you got. It. Yeah, yeah you, you all you got. And and I used to struggle with that a lot. Like the last two years, I took chances. And trust me, when I say I took chances, I took chances. I'm talking about shit where though I wouldn't even have two homes right now. Now, I, mean, I wouldn't be a landlord right now. Uh, I wouldn't be in a, a, a TV series that's trying to get on Netflix right now. I wouldn't have got a part in a short film if I didn't take certain chances. Like I'm not and I'm not gonna lie, I held my back so much me personally, certain things I'm just scared of. I'm scared of failure because I seen a lot of failure. I seen a lot of failure in my family. Uh seen a lot of failure just in life in general as well. So like with me, every time I seen it and I'm just like, damn, you know what, what if you don't make it? What if I don't? And I'm like and then one thing I always realized, and I remember this old guy I met, he told me that, I said, even if you fell, if you didn't try, don't count. And he said, you got you got to put both feet out there and just give it a shot. You don't know what happens, but you still get the experience and it's part of living. And, you know, me being younger at the time when he took the old guy was telling me stuff. I'm still trying to figure out like, what the hell does this mean? What is exactly is he trying to tell me? And then when it clicks and I'm just like, damn, years later, I said, damn, yo, he was really, you know, pushing me to vote, motivate myself. And like, you know, when you go through shit and everything in life, it's hard to stay motivated for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like me personally, for example, a trauma of mine is <clears throat> my mother. Mm. I nearly lost her twice in my life. She nearly died. When I say she nearly died, she was this close from dying twice. So anytime my mom gets sick, I get a little depressed. I get scared. I get very emotional. My mother was in a coma for a whole year. And they was close to pulling on the plug. But thank God she woke up. And... um so for me, it's like when certain things like that, it triggers a lot and it like it, it, it weighs me down because of my fear of, you know, everybody fear of losing their mom. 
everybody would fear losing their father if they have had a great relationship with them and everything like that. And so, like, for me, my mom, she was my rock. She's my heart. Like, she raised me more than anything. She was my mom and father at the same time, all of a woman. So for me to lose that and nearly lose it twice, like, when she gets sick, it just, like, it scares the fuck out of me. And it shuts me down. It shuts me down to the point that whatever I'm doing, I'll forget about it. I'll put it on a back burner. And even when my mom, like, if she's back well and everything, I'll be too fucking scared to do it again because sometimes in my mind, I'm thinking, well, damn, you know, I was doing this, getting busy doing this. And then I'm like, damn, but my mom got sick again. And I'm like, all right, well, that shit scared me again. So I won't do that what I was doing again because I'll think, well, if I start doing the same shit again, then she might get sick again. You know, it's a weird mental thing that just yeah. works with me. Even though I, I know that's not going to happen, but a part of me, it, it just fucks with me because I'm like, well, damn, you know, like, what if she do get sick again? You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, so some of this shit that I'm not going to lie, I just became a certified personal trainer. There we go. Congrats. Congrats. Good shit, bro. I was supposed to do that years ago. I put that shit on the back burner because my mom, my mom was sick. You know what I'm saying? And it took me till this year. Finally, I said, fuck it. You know, my uncle, he a personal trainer. He kept pushing me and pushed me for years. Like, Neff, go get go get that, John. I got you. Don't worry about it. I'm like, all right, all right, uncle. I'm just bullshit, you know. And I finally did it. It took me a while. You know what I mean? And part of the reason is just because, like, with trauma, when it, when it comes to my mom, it t- takes a real toll on me. And certain things that I had plans to do, I haven't done is because of those events that I experienced from nearly losing my mother twice. So I'm just like, all right, well, maybe I wasn't meant to be doing that right about now, whatever. And I just put it all on the back burner and I forget about it. Let me, let me tell you something about moms, bro. And this goes to, to Melissa. Shout out to Melissa Guerrero, uh, Steven's wife. Uh, shout out to my wife that she's right here. Mothers are the men's foundation. Yeah. If you were, and if you're a mother that's fucked up, most likely your son's gonna come fucked up, or like to you know your significant other likes to tell you you got mommy issues. You know, I a lot of my trust and relationship is it's falls down to my mother, right? I've gone, I've never had uh, the best relationship with my mother. Shit, uh, I you know a couple of years ago I just started I just started feeling like you know that if my, my mother will, will pass I would die I feel I would die I I, yeah. I just started feeling that right and you know a lot of years I I, I judged her and and you know we had our battles you know I've included I've told her you want to be at peace with me or you want to be at war with me which one I've given her that ultimatum. That's how ugly it has become. But yeah, I'm blessed, right? It took me to, to become a husband and, and become a father to be able to understand the decision making she had to do. Fuck it. My father got shot. The FBI took everything from her. She was left with nothing, but she's two kids. She used to get on a bus with two toddlers 
to go eight hour drive to go see my father in prison to get there and not go in because he had a side bitch visiting him and he didn't care to inform somebody was there. So that's two, two toddlers for me. That was already a handful. Just me alone. Right. Drive eight hours back do it, and, and, you know, continue with her life, trying to maintain two kids, just her in the nineties. Right. And, you know, like I said, and I apologize, and I hope she can forgive me. I judged her, but she was just like me. She was just a kid who fell in love, like each and one of us f- fell in love. That we all have trust, and sometimes that the person we trust has let us down, or even inclusive, we've let her down. And she was lost, what to do with no support. She was just like me growing up with a fucking mother pricking on her, talking shit, you know? And every time she would ask for their help, it's like, fuck, I don't even want to ask for your help. Because if you, I'm going to try to build on my life and you're going to put me to the floor and turn my kids against her. That's what she has to deal through. Right? She fell in love with my, with my, uh, my third sister's dad that was another piece of shit. And we would, go, we would go back and forth to jail and visiting that motherfucker. Right? And she was just lost as we, we were lost from time to time. She did the best that she could. And I'm, you know, I'm here growing up, you know, piece of shit going through my shit, not being able to understand and judging her. But that goes, you know, she had her trauma. I got my trauma. We were both out of age that we could understand what the fuck trauma is. What is mental health? Mm-hmm. All right. How she's going to help me if she couldn't help herself? How can I help myself if I don't know how to help myself? 